Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Welcome to Strangeland. I am your host, Bob, and each week I'm going to bring to you a new conspiracy theory. Uh, the conspiracy theories will be ranging from governmental to paranormal uh, to, you know, just things that involve current events even. So um, I thank you all for, you know, joining me on this ride. And in addition to the conspiracy theories, I'm going to, you know, I'll touch on, you know, news bits each week as well, uh, whether that's entertainment, politics, you know, whatever. So again, I want to thank you and uh, let's get this baby started. So this week we are going to be touching on probably one that everybody and their brother knows about, and that is the Illuminati, the big, scary Illuminati. You know, I think most people, when you hear it nowadays, they, they associate it with, uh, you know, celebrities, that certain celebrities are part of the Illuminati. The Illuminati also... You know, in my opinion, it encompasses the NWO, the New World Order. I know that there's some people out there that may say that, you know, they're two separate entities. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to lump them together. You know, because that's what, that, that's me. It's my show, damn it. So, um, again, but the Illuminati, it dates back, you know, pretty far into history. So, they, you know, back in, I believe it was the late 1700s, uh, the term Illuminati actually, you know, derived from a secret society over in Bavaria. And the, it was a, um, they did, you know, they called it the Illuminati, but the organization was founded by a guy named Adam Weishaupt. And he was a law uh, professor and... Basically, you know, he, he had these, these ideals, you know, these, these feelings of enlightenment and he wanted to promote these ideas amongst other elites, you know, over in that region. And he wanted to, you know, educate, you know, people that joined into the society on, you know, philanthropy, other secular values, um, and obviously they wanted to be able to influence political decisions, um, when they got to that point where they, you know, became powerful of sorts. So, you know, this has been around for, you know, a hot minute now, again, late 1700s. And, you know, oftentimes their, their goals or their rep, you know, the reputation it, uh, how do I want to say it? It exceeded their actual reach. So it, it's almost like that game of, uh, of t not, t you know, I guess you could say that game of telephone, uh, where, you know, the more that 
you know, you tell somebody about, you know, in this case, the Illuminati, then they tell their friend about the Illuminati, and then they tell their friend about the Illuminati. And next thing you know, this thing has bastardized, you know, to the point where they, they seem and they sound so much more powerful than they actually were, you know, at that time. And, you know, I believe, you know, in the research that I did, the, the total number of people, you know, during that time that were, you know, actually, I don't, I don't even remember if it was necessarily just during that time or if it's been throughout the entire history of it. But the largest number of people that have been part of the Illuminati has been anywhere from like, you know, I think it's like 700 all the way up to 2,500. But when you, you know, compare that to the total number of people in this world, it's a very, very small fraction of people. Uh, So, again, it's been something that it did start out as a very real thing, you know, as we touched on. Very real, but, you know, it, it has... It's just, it's turned into, uh, it's, it's been given a life of its own since then. And it actually was disbanded back then because there was a, uh, what was his name? He was the, the Duke of Bavaria, Carl Theodore. He actually, he banned secret societies, including the Illuminati. And not only did he ban them, he, you know, brought forth this, you know, idea of, you know, there will be severe punishment for anyone who joined the groups. So, you know, at that time they were kind of, you know, out in the open, but, you know, once, once Carl here, once Duke Theodore decided that he was going to, uh, you know, ban these secret societies, they kind of, you know, disappeared for the most part. Um, at least that's what historians have said. So, you know, that kind of leads us to, to, you know, to today. Because, you know, the, the legend of the Illuminati, it, uh, you know, it has shown itself in numerous countries, you know. Obviously, I'm, uh, I'm a, uh, an American, America. In this, in the whole concept of the Illuminati, has you know, it's bled over into you know, like the founding fathers of our country, you know, supposedly, um, Thomas Jefferson was accused of being a member of the Illuminati. George Washington, back in, oh, 1798, he even wrote a letter addressing an Illuminati threat that he believed it had been, you know, avoided. But just him mentioning it, 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 it essentially, you know, boosted the whole mythos of the Illuminati. The Illuminati is even associated with the Freemasons. I think George Washington was part of the Freemasons. 
That's the other thing, people, is that sometimes I am an idiot, and sometimes um, I may say things that are completely and utterly wrong. So please bear with me. But again, even to, to, even to this day, you know, people talk about the Freemasons. I mean, hell, the author uh, Dan Brown, I can't remember what year, the Da Vinci Code, the book, when that was first released. I don't really recall. But anyways, uh, you know, the Freemasons were a huge part of that whole, you know, storyline. So, you know, again, it's supposed to be the elite of the elite. You hear about, you know, what I said about celebrities. You hear about, you know, people like Jay-Z, Beyonce, are reportedly members of the Illuminati. And there's a lot of symbolism to the Illuminati as well. I mean, if you go through some of their symbols, the main one is the, is the Eye of Providence. And if you don't know what the Eye of Providence is, it is, you see it on the back of a dollar bill. It's the, it's the eyeball that's inside the triangle. So that's, pro, that's pretty much the, the main one. And I believe, well, it's not just inside the triangle. Well, it is inside a triangle, but it's like it's, it's the uh, detached part, the detached point of a pyramid. And that's what you see on the dollar bill. But the, the Die of Providence, it actually, it's, it's like it was um, co-opted by the Illuminati or the Freemasons. But I don't think it, I don't think that image was originally, you know, well, obviously it's on our $1 bill. So it obviously wasn't, you know, co-opted, you know, our government put it on there. So it's, it's a weird choice. It's a weird ass choice for a symbol of state. But where, I mean, where did it come from? The origins. It was evidently, it was a early Christian symbol. And here's where the irony of this comes in is because many people, many, many people who vehemently believe in the Illuminati, you know, secret society, a cabal of the elite, the new world order that are aiming for total control, a police state, maybe. The irony that it originated as a Christian symbol and 
now it's it is it is associated with the Illuminati. I mean, how you even have that? You know, let's go back. Forget Jay Z. Let's go back. You know, when Tupac was alive, Tupac was co-opting the term Illuminati. He'd say, Illuminati. That's my Tupac impression. It's a bad one. So I don't need any feedback telling me how bad my Tupac impression is. I already know. I already know it's bad. But that brings us to today. You know, ever since, and I hate to, you know, put this on a singular event. But ever since the election of 2016, when Donald Trump took down Hillary Clinton, and if you recall, the Clintons had been accused of being, you know, part of this elite, part of the elite cabal for a hot minute. So many, many, well, obviously millions and millions of people around this country voted for Donald Trump and he won that 2016 election. But where I was going with this is the resurgence of people claiming that there's this secret society, the new world order, of elites that want to take over everything, that want to strip you of your rights if you live here in the States. That resurgence came with Trump's being elected. I mean, it just did. And strangely enough, you would have thought, one would have surmised that When he got beat by Biden, that that might have you know dissipated, that it might have died off. But oh no, oh no 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 no. Not only did it not die off, it has actually grown in intensity. I mean, if you remember, again, going back to 2015 or whatever, you had the whole QAnon movement. And, you know, QAnon was, you know, they, it's so crazy how a movement like that came, became so well known to just the average person. The average person in this country over the past, six years. If they don't know the total ins and outs of the QAnon movement, they at least know pieces of it. But I digress. I mean, we can get, we can get into the ins and outs of the whole QAnon thing on a different show. 
But back to the Illuminati. You know, it's the whole, the, I don't know if it's a fascination necessarily or what well, is it? It is, it's gotta be a fascination. You know, like myself, I'm doing, I'm doing this new podcast on conspiracy theories. And again, which is going to be a, a segment of each show each week, but it's going to be the recurring theme. People are fascinated fascinated with conspiracy theories. Even those who claim that they aren't fascinated with it, they at least have a few. There's at least a few conspiracies out there that they have an opinion on. But I don't know. I mean, is there is there a, a group of elites on this planet that have been conspiring, working behind the scenes, meeting, meeting out in the woods, meeting to, you know, discuss their global takeover and how they'll remain in power. I don't know. The strange thing to me is when you hear elites, again, names, as I already touched on, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Madonna, Kanye, or Ye, which we're going to get into here in a minute. You know, they've been brought up as like the big names But if I was to really buy into this and I could take a step back and look at it objectively, if you say elites, are they the elites? Are they really the ones that, you know, are in control? Because there are an ass load of billionaires in this world that have far more power than the likes of Madonna, Ye, etc. I mean, don't get me wrong. If this does exist, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, that they're not members. I'm just saying that, you know, allegedly, if they are allegedly members or members, if they are members allegedly of the Illuminati, I think they're like the grunts. You know, I think they're the ones that, I think they're the ones that, you know, only show up to the book club, you know, once every three or four meetings. The real power, the real power will lie, you know, lies with people that we don't even know. That's what I think. If it exists, that's what I think. We don't know who these people are. There's hints 
at, you know, what they want. You know, specifically what they want. And what is it? You know, it, it all boils down to money and power. I don't think these people want fame. I mean, you, you, you've heard people associate like, you know, George Soros. He's the one that he's the one that I've always heard come up as like being the the ringleader, allegedly, of the Illuminati. And I don't know. I mean, the guy looks a little bit, he looks a little too goofy to be, you know, the top dog. I mean, what do you think? Is there a secret society out there? So I don't know. Let me know, people. Let me know. You can hit me up on social media via email. The email is welcome to strangeland podcast at outlook.com. Again, welcome to strangeland podcast at outlook.com. And I'll get the social media feeds here, you know, up and running and bring that all to you. There'll be links in the uh, podcast notes that you'll be able to go directly to. And, you know, the, the, the main way that I'm going to be able to, you know, grow this show to gain new listeners, etc., is give me a review. I know this is episode one. Trust me, I've done this before. It gets smoother from here. It gets smoother from here on out, I promise. But I needed a reboot, and this is what I decided to do. So again, leave, leave me a review. Five stars help immensely. And you get, if, you, if you even want to write just like, you know, one sentence, hell, you don't even have to finish the sentence. That just says, you know, dope show, brother. That'll do. That'll suffice. If you want to write a paragraph, you know, professing your love for, you know, welcome to Strangeland, then pff, love that too. So anyways, let me know what you think. Is there a secret cabal of elites out there that call themselves the Illuminati? That want total control of the world? That control the banking system? That have measures in place to keep the everyday folk like you and me to keep us down? I don't know. So anyways, so recent news, you know, we were bringing up Kanye just a few minutes ago as being an alleged member of the Illuminati. Uh, yay. Yay's, um, yay has been dealing with some, uh, 
some shit, folks. I don't know what is going on with him now. But, you know, he's been doing this for a couple decades now. But it's just intensifying. His rants. His incoherent rants. You know, this time he went on a, you know, this most recent rant was a heavy on the anti-Semitism. And he's had similar rants like this in the past. I mean, he's, he's had rants against, you know, black culture, white culture. Remember he said, what was it? George Bush don't like black people. Remember that? That was on like a telethon, if I, if I recall, where he's, sta- <laughs> he's standing there with uh, Austin Powers himself, Mike Myers. And they're trying to get people to donate money. I can't remember what the cause was. They're trying to get people to, you know, call in and donate. All of a sudden, Kanye's like, George Bush don't like black people. What? And the look on Mike Myers' face, holy shit. You knew he just wanted to crawl in a hole. But yeah, he's been doing this for a long time. You know, mid-pandemic. He was on that whole kick of, you know, slavery was a choice. Said something about Harriet Tubman didn't free slaves. Something to that effect. So no one should be surprised. No one. The biggest difference now is that Ye is starting to lose his, you know, his main revenue streams. I mean, he within the, within the course of about, you know, a two or three day span. Cause he, cause this all started, I believe the first rant, the, you know, the first anti-Semitic rant was on uh, drink champs, which is a, a podcast hosted by uh, Nori. And Kanye went off. And he, and he was excusing it by saying that it's okay for him, for me to say it because he's Jewish too. He's claiming that, you know, the entire, you know, black community is Jewish, which I'm too dumb to, you know, comprehend his thought process there. But he was, but he went off about it. And again, like many of his, tangents the vast majority majority of it was you know just babbling but then he doubled down yay straight up double down doubled down kept saying it he went on a podcast with a guy named Lex Friedman and if you don't know Lex Friedman check him out it's F-R-I-D-M-A-N. 
Lex is a good friend of uh, Joe Rogan. And Lex is in, I believe he's an engineer for MIT. He's a smart dude. And Lex had Yay on. And Yay, he, he doubled down, doubled down, said it again. And Lex was even, you know, holding his feet to the fire. And it got a little tense. I mean, they they, they kind of got into a little, you know, verbal sparring match a couple times. You know, but but the, but the problem is, is that, and I'm not even faulting Kanye himself, because a lot of people, when you have so much power and you are so unbelievably wealthy for so long and nobody's calling you out on your, on your nonsense. I mean, why wouldn't you think that you're untouchable? And that's what Kanye, that that's where he was at, you know, thinking that he was untouchable. He even said it. He even said, you know, Adidas can't touch me. Adidas can't drop me. They did. Adidas dropped his ass. Not only that. So not only did Adidas drop him, you had, I think it's some real fancy, you know, fancy schmancy fashion, you know, company called Balenciaga. They dropped him. And within the course of a, just a couple of days, Kanye's net worth went from, I believe it was $1.2 billion, billion down to reportedly $400 million. Now, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, dude, he's still, still, he's still worth $400 million. Think about that, though. He dropped two-thirds of his net worth within a couple of days. You don't think that that, you don't think that that is a, uh, a hit? You're out of your mind, especially when you live the kind of lifestyle that he does. I mean, that's, it's crazy. And that rev, those revenue streams, they're gone, gone. Adidas isn't coming back. And for those that don't know, the Adidas partnership was primarily for uh, Kanye's Yeezy brand, his Yeezy line of shoes. I think Yeezy had some. I don't know if he did like regular apparel with Adidas as well, but it was the Yeezy shoe line. And all of those shoes are, you know, hundreds of dollars a pair. It's gone. Dude even, dude showed up at Skechers headquarters. Skechers. After he was dropped by Adidas, he went to Skechers 
They said he was reportedly filming inside their headquarters. I don't know if there's been clarity as to what the hell he was doing there, but, you know, they escorted him out. Nobody met with him. So get out of here, man. And I'm not shitting on Skechers. They make a good shoe. But you, but were you there, Kanye? Were you there to try to cut a deal with Skechers? Come on, man. That's a jump. That is one big ass backwards jump from Adidas to Skechers. I think Apple Music pulled his entire catalog of music. I mean, yeah, you're seeing firsthand. Firsthand what many people don't understand. And this is baffling to me. But he's seeing firsthand that, yeah, you, dude, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, the First Amendment, you have the rights of the First Amendment. But, and like many people have said before me, dude, repercussions can come with that. You can say whatever the hell you want. But with that, you got to bear the responsibility of what you said. And if that, you know, offended somebody, if that, you know, pissed off a sponsor if that even just spooked a sponsor of yours where they're like eh, was it you know was it that bad what he said and eh, maybe it wasn't that bad maybe it was bad if you even do something like that and they decide to drop you that's their prerogative man like bobby brown said the og the great Bobby Brown. So we're seeing, we're seeing the fallout of Kanye. Seeing it happen. Seeing it happen right in front of our eyes. And I feel for him. I feel for him in this capacity that he has, he has shared with the world. He has admitted that he has, you know, mental health issues. And that's where I feel for him. You know, there's so many people that have mental health issues in this country, in this world. Oftentimes, you know, undiagnosed. At best, mental health issues are underdiagnosed. There's not enough people. There's not enough people in that I hate calling it an industry, but there's not enough people in that line of work in healthcare. Because let's be clear, mental health is healthcare. It drives me nuts the people who, you know, don't see it that you know just don't see it that way. It is. So he's he is admitted to the world that he has mental health issues. And that sometimes he goes on and off his medications, which 
that's no bueno. Especially if you're just stopping some of those cold turkey. That can mess with you. That can mess with you bad. But I think a lot of these these feelings, these things he's been saying. I mean, I think that's him. That's him. I think that's the real him. And I think it's just coming out because he's having, you know, some people could have called it a, you know, manic moments. I don't know. I don't know if he's manic. Seems like he might be, but I don't know. But I feel for him, you know, there, but there's lots of people like him out there. Lots of people. He's just got a platform. You can't feel too bad for him. Because he's, you know, it, it, with his rise to fame. With his rise to fame you know, came the immense popularity, you know, millions of people in this world, you know, follow his social media accounts, which he is on and off or kicked off sometimes and then brought back, whatever, have bought his music and still listen to his music to this day. I mean, he has gained that fame, that popularity. And I don't know how I would deal with that level of fame. It's got to be hard. But he uses that to his advantage as well. I mean, don't get it twisted. You know, people like Kanye, they're able to take, to, to use just the fact that they're famous. And they can do things. They can get on certain platforms, you know, to express their opinions you know, on, on a, on a moment's notice on a whim. So he's used that to his advantage in the past, but again, he, he has some mental health issues and, you know, he gets on these platforms and he says stupid shit and it, you know, it finally has come to a head. His partnerships have said, you know, adios, Check you later. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to him. I mean, he's got to have some friends out there. There's got to be people close to him that I would hope are, you know, trying to help guide him. But again, we've been, we've been down this path before with him. And I think this is just who he is. This is, this is who he is. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what comes of all that. But the other thing, you know, before we wrap this up, and I am going to keep these uh, these episodes fairly short in length. I don't want them to, you know, drag on for hours. So I will keep them fairly short in length. Um, but the other thing that I really want to encourage people to do, please, please, please get out and vote. It's easy. 
And it does make a difference. Wherever you stand on things. And hell, I don't trust hardly anybody running for office. But I vote because the people that I vote for, I feel like, you know, if both can, you know, if both candidates for, you know, whatever position that they're running for, if, if I don't like either one of them, one of them has to be the lesser of two evils though. I will, you know, I will always believe that. So the midterms are coming up and again, whatever's important to you, I'm fairly, not fairly, I'm very liberal, liberal minded. So a lot of liberal issues are very important to me. And that's how I vote on a lot of things. But if that's not you, if you're the other way, then do you. But get out there. Get out there and vote. And again, as I've gotten older, I do truly believe that it makes a difference. Even if you, you know, even that small, small percentage that you're contributing makes a difference. So please get out there. And again, I want to thank everybody Thanks for, uh, you know, checking this out. I'm excited. I'm excited for this new show. I'm excited for Welcome to Strangeland. It's been a long time coming. And I've put a lot of hard work. I have a lot of great support behind me. And I can't wait to bring you, bring you, you know, entertaining shows each week discussing new conspiracy theories and again tidbits of news you know thrown in for good measure so with that said we'll check you out check you out I don't even know what the hell I just said with that said we'll talk to you next week peace everybody